Hi guys, and welcome to the Figured Outable podcast. I'm your host, Carly Visconto, and this is a space where we talk all things navigating life in your 20s, diving into the topics of health, wellness, career, faith, relationships, and so much more. No longer are the days where we have to act like we have it all figured out. In a world that likes to pretend, join me for your dose of reality, proving that you can live your happiest life while figuring it out at the same damn time. Hi guys, and welcome back for another episode of Figured Audible. I am coming to you from Australia right now, and today we are going to be doing a solo episode, and we're going to be chatting about 22 lessons that I learned in 2022. And this episode feels a little bit silly to be recording right now, one, because I feel like the last day or two have just been such a whirlwind. I have so much to catch you guys up on, and There's just been a lot of other things that have been top of mind for me. The second reason it feels a little bit silly to record is because obviously I feel like we're well into 2023 at this point. We are at January 9th. That's where, that's the date here in Australia. And I just feel like 2022 was so a week and a half ago. But nonetheless, I made this list at the end of December and I just didn't have the chance to record the episode. So I still wanted to share it. Um, And of course, I'm going to do another solo episode soon just to kind of talk about how I'm settling in um, and any challenges that I've been facing and just kind of how I've been adjusting. Um, It's been amazing so far, but it's honestly been kind of emotionally taxing and there have definitely been some challenges and just some, some things that I had to kind of overcome upon arriving here as to be expected. But Um, It is looking up and I'm very hopeful and excited to give you guys the proper update. But before we get there, like I said, today we're going to be talking about 22 lessons from 2022. So let's get right into it. The first thing that I learned in 2022 is that you need different things in different seasons of your life. And this can kind of be on a bigger scale. So for example, how I lived this past year, um, or it can be on a smaller scale taking it in like smaller increments, like, you know, how you act around Christmas season versus the rest of the year. So to give you an example, why I learned this is because I feel like this year I really needed comfort. I needed to take a step back. I needed to slow down. I needed to prioritize my health. I needed to try to regulate my nervous system. I needed to make my body feel safe. Um, I needed to change the way that I worked out. I just needed to prioritize my health from the the standpoint of the mind and the body. And I feel like in the past, I kind of had a different mindset. I didn't always lead with grace. I didn't always kind of go easy on myself. In fact, my mindset was the complete opposite. Um, but because I was trying to accomplish, you know, big things in terms of being a competitive runner, graduating from Penn, landing a competitive job or internship or whatever it was at the time, I needed to kind of be in that grind mentality. And that led me to accomplish 
really great things and have a degree that I'm going to hold for the rest of my life that will bring me opportunities to come. And honestly, just like the grit to push through those harder experiences. And so I do value that season of life and the mentality that carried me through it. But for the first time in my life, I feel like in 2022, I kind of stepped back and adopted a new mentality of grace and just slowing down. Um, And then if we take it on the smaller scale, I feel like, you know, majority of the time I live a very healthy lifestyle. I thrive off of routine, not really eating out a ton, not really going out a ton, um, not drinking often. But of course, with Christmas season comes a lot of festivities and time with loved ones and going out to dinner with friends and family, you know, making the fun holiday drinks. And so you're having maybe like a peppermint chocolate martini on a Tuesday with your mom over a cheese board, like stuff like that. Um, I feel like in this Christmas season, obviously, I don't think I'm alone here. I was overeating and my exercising habits were just like a little bit more lax. My health and fitness was just on the back burner because celebrating with loved ones and taking advantage of Christmas season and all that it had to offer was just the top priority. So this is kind of a long-winded first lesson, but I just wanted to give those examples to kind of demonstrate what I mean, Um, that in different seasons of your life, you're going to need different things, and that is totally okay and normal. Two, matcha is better than coffee. I'm not going to lie, I've been really missing my coffee from a taste standpoint, but every time I try to drink it, I still get those like jitters. I still feel that like I get this hollow feeling in my stomach. I get like this really weird feeling in my head. Like I just feel like lightheaded and honestly just sick. It almost feels like I'm like getting over like a good drunk and when you like have the spins going to bed at night, like that's what coffee makes me feel like. Um, so I say matcha over coffee just because this year I've completely switched to matcha, but I'm not going to lie recently, like within the past month or so, I've really been missing my coffee. So I think that just means I need to revamp my matcha recipe and find one that tastes really good and just makes me excited about it again. Number three, I simply cannot sit at a desk all day. I just thrive when I am on the go. I feel like when I was living down the shore this summer, I got really used to being on my feet, taking long walks in the morning. And then when I was bartending, I was on my feet a lot. I always have the itch to just be moving. Number four, planning vacations with your friends is a must. And this year, my whole friend group planned two trips, one to Boston, where everybody also like brought their boyfriends. So there was a group of like 16 of us or something. And then the girls only did a trip to Vermont. And we skied in Stratton and it was just like a long weekend and it was so fun. And I feel like in the past we didn't always do this just because it was hard to coordinate everybody's schedules. And it's just a lot of logistics, right? Like finding the Airbnb, um, getting flights or renting a car or whatever it was. But it is always so worth it because those two weekends were hands down like the best weekends, maybe my life, but like definitely of 2022 like I just have so many fun amazing memories and thinking that we might have missed out on that if we were you know if we just threw our hands in the air and we're just like whatever it's too difficult to plan like I get that sometimes it feels like it's too difficult to plan but 
it is so worth it and something that should be prioritized. Number five, no one cares what you do. When it comes down to it, your life is not anybody else's. And at the end of the day, people are always just focused on themselves and their own lives and what they have going on. And so while maybe decisions that you make will upset somebody in the moment or kind of shock them or elicit some type of judgment in their head, at the end of the day, they forget that within the next couple hours, days, whatever. So nobody else's opinion or judgment should stop you from doing what you want to do. Number six, and this was something that my cousin told me actually, and he said, sometimes one of the best things you can buy is time. And the context of this conversation was me talking about quitting my job and kind of just figuring it out and not really having a stable source of income the past year, um, as well as like making the decision to go to Australia and Basically, what he said was, you know, you worked for this. You got a really great paying job out of college. You worked your ass off for that salary and you bought yourself something. And that something is time. Time to step back and evaluate, you know, what was not working and what you want to change going forward so that it does feel like it is working and it's more of a natural fit with your personality and how you want to spend your days and your energy. And I never really thought of it that way, but I really liked thinking about how I bought myself time um, and that I shouldn't feel guilty for taking that time. Number seven, old habits and thoughts don't ever fully go away. And when I wrote this, I was speaking specifically about my past of disordered eating, disordered exercising, and just really not being kind to my body. And even though I'm saying this being on the other side of that, I would be lying if I said that those thoughts and those temptations didn't creep in my head on a daily basis. Um, so just to give you some examples, like if I, you know, ate a really big dinner the pre- the previous night, maybe the next morning the thoughts in my head would tell me that I should really go for a hard run instead of just a gentle walk. Or if I, you know, really want a sandwich or a wrap or something on the menu and the thoughts in the back of my head are telling me well you should really get a salad um just things like that and I feel like in the past I was always really disciplined and hard on myself because I had to be as a competitive athlete and I had to you know limit the amount of dessert that I had and always push myself to do more in the gym and give more of my runs and just always kind of be at level 10 at all times now I have to chronically tell myself in my head, don't be a psycho. And that is like truly a mantra that I say to myself very regularly. Whenever these thoughts come in my head, I say, you know, don't be a psycho. But it's just something that I've learned in 2022 that even though I feel like I'm in such a better place and I practice balance and I eat intuitively, I I exercise intuitively, and I have learned that I can just kind of take health and fitness from a more relaxed state of mind I definitely recognize that I do still have some thoughts that pop up and temptations that make me want to fall into old habits I'm constantly combating those thoughts in my head um, to maintain the progress that I've made number eight you have to show up as the person you want to be and this for me was specifically with Pilates this summer so obviously I didn't have like a Pilates 
certification. Um, I got my personal training certification later, I think, yeah, after the summer in like September, I believe it was. But the owners of the gym that I worked for this summer completely took a chance on me. I definitely was a little bit nervous in the beginning. I didn't feel qualified. I was like, who am I to be standing up here teaching Pilates to people that have probably been practicing Pilates for way longer than I have. Um, but at the end of the day, I showed up as the person that I wanted to be, which was a qualified Pilates instructor. And so I was. So I had people come to my classes. I had recurring clients. I felt comfortable in that role. And in my head, I was the person that I wanted to be. So I became that person. And it really is just mindset. Number nine, the nail salon is a scheme. Um, some of you might have seen me like posting about naked nail summer this um, past summer. And honestly, it just made me realize like how much better off I am when I'm not getting my nails done. Because I feel like you get them done, obviously, and then they last you like three weeks to a month if you're lucky. And you go back and you get them redone, you get them redone. And like, obviously nowadays you're either getting gel but you're most likely probably getting like powder or dip nobody gets a regular manicure anymore I swear when I was little we used to go on like a week-long family vacation we would go to the nail salon get a regular ass manicure and pedicure with a regular nail polish and it would last you but nowadays like chips the next day um but obviously it's one of those businesses that is designed to keep you coming back so even when you get like your gel or powder put on you have to get go back to get it taken off um and so it's also just so bad for your nails like I always used to say that my nails were weak and would break and it was just because I wasn't giving enough time for them to like regain their strength um after being put through the ringer of having dip on for like months and months and months beforehand um, I recently had them put back on for my aunt's wedding because she wanted red nails and so I wanted them to look nice. So I just got dip, but I got them taken off again before coming to Australia and yeah, I'm not really looking to put any type of dip or gel back on my nails anytime soon. Number 10, money comes and goes and it can't be at the center of your life all the time. I feel like this year in particular, I saw... Um, a very stable paycheck that was being deposited into my account bi-weekly, obviously come to a halt. Um, and then when I worked over the summer, I was a bartender and flight instructor, obviously, but bartending is a very um, like volatile source of income. Some Saturday nights, I would like walk away with an obscene amount of money and then other shifts, I would walk away with 40 bucks in my pocket. Um, so that's just kind of like a daily example of how it comes and goes. But also, when I chose to forego my finance job, I also had to give back a signing bonus because I left before a year was up. I missed it in the contract. That's a whole nother um, lesson. Now I have 23. Read the fine print. There's 23 lessons in 2022. But anyway, I have just seen... Um, kind of more money go out of my bank account this year than go in and while that can be kind of overwhelming I think it is a good lesson that this year has brought me so many things that money could not have it has brought me 
time with my nephews, so much time with my nephews and my loved ones that I would literally not trade for the world. It has brought me a slower pace of life. It has brought me the freedom to go for a walk at 10 a.m. because I'm not down to a desk. Um, I just feel like I was living my life in a way that put money at the forefront of everything that I did and every decision that I made. But now it is just so freeing to realize that it doesn't have to be at the center of your life all the time because it's going to come and it's going to go. Number 11, physical items are rarely worth the hype. And I feel like I've talked about this a few times, but I just feel like there's so much hype around like all of these different products, whether it's like the skincare, the hair care, you know, things that you absolutely need. And majority of this comes from TikToks. But I feel like every time I ever actually splurge or like try these things, I'm not impressed or they like just downright don't even work for me. Like, For example, I've bought like different skincare products that just like absolutely break me out where I don't even see a difference at all. Um, I just feel like overall, I'm personally better off accumulating less stuff, sticking to what I know, um, and just not always feeling like there is something out there that I absolutely need to try. Um, Because like I said, my experience is they are rarely worth the hype. Number 12 I'm actually not sensitive to gluten, Um, so I like ran with this theory that I had a gluten intolerance because on my 21st birthday, I like had this insane reaction to an Italian dinner, and from that point on, gluten like really didn't sit well with me, so then I like cut it out entirely, and obviously you know how that goes. Once you like eliminate something completely from your diet, if you ever try to reincorporate it, your body is just kind of like, what the hell is this? And so obviously you're going to have a reaction to something that you've eliminated completely. And so I kind of just dug a hole for myself because I eliminated it because I was a runner and obviously I didn't want an upset stomach when I had like these really hard workouts to do and these long runs to go on. So it made sense at the time. And then when I tried to reincorporate it after graduation and after I was done running competitively because I had not eaten it in so long I continued to you know have these reactions I started to incorporate it slowly slowly and I really just think I focused on gut health and trying to balance my hormones which is definitely still work in progress but I've realized that I can now eat gluten I can have pizza I can have pasta um, and I'm totally fine so again I think that was just giving it time and adding it back slowly, but then also focusing on things that healed my gut and my hormones, which is something that I've kind of talked about before in terms of like making the switch from coffee and matcha and focusing on balancing my blood sugar and doing low intensity, regulating my nervous system. Like all of those changes I made was for the purpose of balancing hormones and gut health and so I feel like that has paid off and I can now eat gluten without all of those um, side effects so that's been amazing number 13 spending time outside will always make you feel better I feel like this past year I have just truly found the healing power of nature and just going for a walk and just spending time in the sun, breathing fresh air instead of being cooped up inside all the time. I feel like I've spent the most time outside this year just because 
Obviously, I wasn't working a corporate job, which kept me in an office for majority of the day. And I just feel like it does wonders for my mental health. And I know that is like so old news, but I feel like sometimes it's one of those things we know, but we don't necessarily practice. Number 14, motherhood is very hard. Um, And obviously I'm not speaking from firsthand experience, but this past year I have kind of seen my sister raise her two kids and obviously alongside my brother-in-law, but my brother-in-law is a cop and he has long 12-hour shifts. So there are days where my sister has my like three and a half um, year old nephew as well as my like seven month old nephew all to herself for extended periods of time and they definitely give her a run for her money sometimes and I feel like other people are blessed to have like great sleepers and that's just not the case with either of her children so she's like sleep deprived she is just you know always always tending to her children which obviously I know motherhood is a 24 7 job but just knowing it and seeing it is completely different so hat tip to all my moms out there number 15 patience is a virtue and I do not have it I feel like this one is pretty self-explanatory across the board I just realized that I need to practice patience and understand that everybody kind of has their own way of doing things and my way isn't necessarily the right way. Number 16, the hardest part is starting. I feel like there were so many things that I wanted to do for so long and 2022 was finally the year that I just dove right in. So for example, this podcast, I wanted to do a podcast for so long but I put it off because there was obviously going to be a learning curve with learning how to edit and record and just putting myself out there and being vulnerable. There were so many things I wanted to do, but the the fear of starting and the intimidation factor of just jumping in stopped me. And I'm here to report that it, of course, gets easier. And so if there's something that you want to do, just count to three and do it. Make an action plan. Write out um, the steps that it's going to take for you to get there so that you can actually start. Um, and you will be so happy that you did. Number 17, human connection is the most precious thing. And I feel like everybody values human connection. I don't know if I value it more than others. I definitely feel like I do, but I just think back on this year and I think of all of the amazing people that I met, whether it's through bartending. So like the customers that were sitting at my bar or the people that I worked with at Seaport or teaching Pilates, like the different people that would come take my classes or the couple that owned the gym that I taught for, Um, starting a podcast, people that I would reach out to to have them come on that I now kind of keep tabs with over social media and just kind of have a special bond with, you know, the topic that we talked about. I just genuinely love growing my circle and connecting with new souls. And that's something that I look the most forward to with this experience in Australia and my time here like I just can't wait to kind of meet community um whether that's through the running club that I am going to tomorrow or the new job that I hope to land within the next couple days I just really love being around people and meeting new people 
Um, And so, yeah, I feel like that's one of the most important things that I prioritize in my life. Number 18, if somebody else is already doing it, that shouldn't stop you from doing it too. For example, podcasting, right? Like I feel like that was kind of an oversaturated space. I feel like there's so many people that have podcasts out there. And so I was discouraged from starting my own. But the matter of fact is you are unique and you bring something unique to every venture you pursue. It doesn't matter if somebody else is already doing it because just by you doing it, it's already different. Um, And so it shouldn't stop you from doing it as well. Number 19, voice memos are my preferred method of communication. I just cannot stand to type out long, long text messages. I am just the person that will pick up the phone and speak into it and then send it. It's just so much easier, so much less time consuming and yeah, just so, so superior in my eyes. Number 20, there is power in putting things on paper. And I feel like I saw this firsthand when I wrote out all of my hopes and dreams for what this year would be. Um, all of the big life changes that I made. I know that there's like signs behind this and some people think it's like, you know, a technique of manifestation. Um, Whatever you believe in, I truly believe that just writing it out makes it easier to start checking things off of your list and like making it more um, achievable because you are able to identify like action steps and a plan And just getting the thoughts out of your head and putting it on paper makes it feel more real. And you almost feel like you're holding yourself accountable to those feelings and emotions. Like it's not just fleeting. Like once you put it on paper, it's a little bit more permanent. And then you can go back and reflect. I feel like when you have these thoughts, it's easier to just kind of like think them, feel them, and then kind of push them to the wayside and just carry on. Um, But my friend once told me like nothing changes if nothing changes. And I feel like the easiest way for things to change is by putting it on on paper, making it real, and then slowly going after it or quickly going after it. Number 21, confidence comes from executing habits that make you better off. And when I wrote this, I thought about when I feel like my most confident version of myself. And it's when I'm doing the things that I know are good for me. So drinking a lot of water exercising regularly, eating healthy. And when I'm doing, you know, XYZ, it doesn't even matter what I look like. It doesn't even matter, you know, the image that I see in the mirror. It is truly such a peace of mind moment when I can say that I'm doing everything that I can to put me in the best position to succeed, to feel good. I just feel like confidence comes from holding yourself accountable, keeping promises to yourself and that it, it's all internal. It, it no longer becomes about the exterior and you know the physical image and what you look like and what your body looks like. It is truly a feeling and I think it all boils down to keeping the promise to yourself and just again doing the things that make you feel good. Number 22, last, wrapping this up. Your accomplishments don't make you any more worthy of love. And I feel like for the longest time, and it's just honestly the society that we're in, we are always praised when we get good grades. We are praised when we excel in sports. Like all of these external achievements elicit this type of validation. And this is something that we kind of 
um, talked about in my last episode with Danielle around career fulfillment. And we kind of got into this topic just talking about how we are conditioned to go after things that elicit some type of validation through our achievements growing up. And I feel like this led me to think that I wanted things in life got that fancy finance job and when I moved to New York because you know moving to New York was like the hot thing to do and I felt like these accomplishments made me worthy of love and attention and validation from peers family members I think this year once I took that all away and kind of you know took a new approach of moving back in with my parents quitting my job bartending like just going back to the simple things of life and not chasing these fancy shiny accomplishments I learned that I am still me I am still worthy of love I am still deserving of great things that come my way of opportunities and it was just kind of a refreshing feeling to feel like I no longer needed to chase these accomplishments for external validation so with that I'm going to end. I feel like I definitely wasn't as like polished right now as I usually am. Honestly, I'm still a little bit sleep deprived. I'm definitely thrown off um, out of my element, still kind of adjusting here. This was just kind of like a raw um, episode where I just picked up my phone and just rambled. Um, I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode nonetheless. And as always, thank you for listening. And yeah, I'll talk to you in the next one. Bye.